Shulchan Arachadav, we are in Simikufid Gimel, we begin Allah Adalat, section 113. We're beginning the fourth Allah, we're talking about bowing during davening. When one does indeed have to bow, as we discussed, there are times that it is appropriate. When the sages ordain that one should bow, there are times that it is inappropriate. But when one is supposed to bow, to what extent must one bow? Allah Adalat, Shabashidra, one who is praying, must bow until all of the vertebrae in his spine are extended. This is what the Gemara says of Gemara Brachas, Tafchof Chesamad Beis 28b. He should not bow from the waist with his head remaining upright, but should also bow his head like a bulrush. And this is echoing Yeshaya. Isaiah, chapter 58, verse number 5. He should not, however, bow so low that his mouth reaches the level of his belt, for to bow so excessively gives an, ex- an, ex- uh, gives an impression of pride. Now, the Zakain, the Choyla, Shen Yachalishchis, Achi Spakaku, Kevon Shehirkin Roishoi, Daye. As to an elderly or sick person who cannot bow until his vertebrae are extended, it is sufficient that he bow his head, since it is apparent that he would like to bow, but cannot do so because it causes him pain. Halacha, hey, five. One who is praying should bow when reciting Baruch and straighten himself before reciting Hashem's name. In other words, you say Baruch Ata Hashem. So, when you say the word Baruch, you bow, and by the time you get to Hashem's name, you you're, you should be straight up. And that recalls the verse that says, Hashem Hashem straightens those who are, who, who are bowed down. When we call Makim, nonetheless, with regard to bowing at the beginning of a blessing, if one desired to remain bowed and not to straighten himself until shortly before its concluding uh, phrase, that's the chasima, he may do so. It's only that if he desires to straighten himself immediately, he should do so before reciting Hashem's name. Similarly, Similarly, as one bows at the conclusion of the blessing, when he is obligated to straighten himself immediately, so they do not be bowed at the beginning of the next blessing, for the reason that we gave in Allah Aleph, he must straighten himself before reciting Hashem's name. The above-sided illusion, Hashem Hashem straightens those who are bent, does not at all imply a requirement that one straighten oneself after bowing. But if one straightens himself, in any case, he must do so before reciting Hashem's name. Because of the above illusion, Hashem that Hashem straightens those who are bowed. Accordingly, those who are accustomed to pray in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur while bowed need straighten themselves only at the end and beginning of each blessing, as explained above in Allah Chabiz. This concludes Allah Hay Allah Vav six. Kishu Kaidea Kaidea Bimihirus Bipamachas. 
When one bows, he should bow quickly in one action. The Gemara says, Brachas daf yud beiz amun beiz twelve b. If when he straightens himself, he straighten himself deliberately first his head and then his trunk and then the rest of his body, so that the bowing will not appear as a burden. As would be the case were he to straighten rapidly. Okay. Now, according to the Kabbalah literally according to the secret, according to the mystical teachings, and this is based on the Zohar, one should bend his knees as he says, Baruch, and when he says, Atay should bow until all his vertebrae are extended. Now, we say that he should bend his knees as he says, Baruch, but not as he says, Moidim, when head and body are bowed as one, though without bending the knees. As the Ketzal Shulchan says, um, and now in this is interesting, in the Holy Tongue, the word Berech, Ni, shares the same three root, um, letter root as Baruch, blessed. Okay, this concludes Allah Chavav and today's share.